0: Okay, Janet Anscombe, Cleo Flynn, we are together again. We we didn't meet up last week because there was kind of not very much to say, so we're not going to bore people or create podcasts just for the sake of hearing our own voices, because we can just do that on the phone.
1: <laughs> exactly. <so.
0: laughs> and <So we> <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome to today's Canary Cast. Um, and we kind Hello, of- everybody. Um, we have a couple of things we want to kind of race through, but let's start, let's just get the latest on the volcano, John, because over the weekend, there seemed to be suggestions that the activity was changing, even though the expert said that doesn't mean it's over, but that there was a shift in the the strength of emissions, maybe. Do you, can you bring us up to speed on that? Yeah, it,
1: it, it's all a new vocabulary for us, isn't it? But Generally, and oh, a few days ago, maybe Thursday or so, it all seemed to start to become slightly calmer within the fact of eruption, and the volcanic tremor started to go down, and the seismic activity started to go down. And then we had bonfire night, by November the fifth, and it seemed the people were saying, "Hey, the volcano's gone out. It's almost like it was having a rest because they had fireworks elsewhere." <laughs> the day after. And I think that very night there, there was a, a mid four intensity earthquake last night, was it or the night before, there was a 4.6 followed by a 4.8 or vice versa within eight seconds of each other. And this morning they have issued a an official emergencies board for poor air quality for sulfur dioxide. Okay, um, it's still going on, it seems to be becoming a little. Karma. it seems to be giving indications that it might be thinking about slowing down but the the scientists are warning us against this sort of train of thought they say yes the signals are lowering but within the context of an eruption that doesn't mean it's necessarily coming to an end we have to take this over a much longer scale before we can see whether it is actually ending to to give a statistic which staggered me um to say that it's coming to an end there need to be 100 tons of um, sulfur dioxide in the atmosphere being released to say this is a level at which it's coming to an end. 100 tons. That's a lot. It's 30,000 30, at the moment. Okay. So that is a huge level. It is reducing, but it's still very elevated and. There are still significant earthquakes. There are fears of even bigger earthquakes still, okay. and the air quality is bad. So, it's still a disastrous
0: situation for the Palmer, and unfortunately, it's still continuing. Okay, and people. I mean, one thing that I read because I was I was doing a few pieces over the weekend, um, as well. I mean, they were talking about the volcanic ash and the danger that it poses to people, and it's a tiny little thing, but when you when you visualise it, you realise the danger. Volcanic ash has very sharp edges. That's right. So while it yeah. might look or you might think it's it's like cigarette ash or like ash from a, a fire, and therefore how can it be that dangerous? If you imagine it has a sharp edge that can cut, your, cut your, your lungs. So if you breathe that in, even if you are a fully healthy individual with no pre-existing conditions, it can really damage your insides, which is why... I over the weekend, quite a lot of areas who aren't directly beside the volcano, but in the vicinity, people, you know, they weren't allowed to do sporting activities, they were told to wear masks Mm. going out and it's precautionary, but it's also very much directly about keeping people healthy.
1: Oh, of course. And I think the problem is with the word ash,
0: because we all have an idea of what ash is and
1: it's normally coal ash or wood ash or cigarette ash, and this is soft and, you know,
0: it disappears just, almost like, when you touch it. It,
1: it, it does, floats doesn't off. It? It, it, it is very ephemeral. Yes. Um, but this, this ash is volcanic ash. And it is stone ash. And yes. it has sharp edges. And yesterday they were suffering extremely high winds. And they were advising people to protect their eyes. Because, of course, if you get this ash in your eyes, it'll, it'll scratch. Yes. The you can't of the rub eye. it. You certainly can't rub it, no.
0: Okay. I mean we we have discussed in the past and I tend to get up on a high horse so maybe we won't talk today about the whole issue of volcanic tourism because you know I I just I I ha- I do see both sides of the story on this one but I think maybe we should leave that for another day I, I don't know how you feel okay. about that Janet
1: I no, I agree I mean like you I see both sides of course people want to see what we well we went up to um and Tady yesterday for just for a drive and we there were lots of people up there I have to say. Um, and we found that we were experiencing the journey in a very different way. I found I was looking at the trip up. We went through Chio and up that way. Um, and I found I was looking at it in different ways. I was looking at a patch of black and thinking, oh, that's a nice collada. And, oh, I can see that vent there. And there's a new bocca on that vent. And we're using this vocabulary. So you can see how natives of these islands want to see what it is that creates the landscape that they see around them all the time, yeah, yeah. and which they are now themselves. Part of their DNA. On. Absolutely. Then again, as we've said before, tourism just for selfies grow up. So I can see both sides of this.
0: And yeah. I, and I, I mean the other, that... and I'll just throw this in, reading the the local press, I mean, what you do have as well is that people coming over who can pay top dollar for short term stays are potentially uh harming the chance of people who've been dislocated from their homes finding somewhere to stay because they can't afford the same prices that a tourist can. So while so these people so, um, want the tourism in and yes. these people are being harmed by it. Exactly. Anyway, we will move on. Let us look at some good news because there's um, tourism seems to be moving back towards an on track place. Uh, We have a new hotel opening in Cayo Salvaje next week, the Hotel Mind. um, And that's just it's kind of a reformation of what was the Hotel Merlin. Um, So I won't I'm hoping to see it soon and talk to one of the, the owners very soon. So I won't talk too much about it because I don't have the information, but I know there's a really big development happening in Playa San Juan. What's that, Janet?
1: Well, well that is a major development of a luxury nature. People might not know the name Los Mensajes as anything other than the Kings of Tenerife, but there is a building company, a Belgian promotion company, and they have built extensively already in Tenerife. And in particular, they built in Palmar in Arona. Okay. And if anyone if anyone thinks of the Playa and Bahia de los Menseies complexes, these are the these are the buildings that were familiarly and affectionately perhaps known as the mud huts, because they have a lovely <laughs> sort of <laughs> brownie sort of rough cast um sort of appearance. And in I've been in some of them. They are. Beyond stunning. I mean they've got stucco walls and marble floors and wow you know they are stunning the quality is out of this world and they are luxury there is no question about it and this particular promotion company Los Menses has bought a plot has already bought a plot of land between the Hotel Obama and Playa San Juan and in that plot which is a long thin plot that goes along the coast, they are going to put two hotels and apartment complex and utility buildings, so sports centres and shops and and things like that. So it'll be a real way of providing work for the local area. It'll complete the whole coastline, because at the moment there there really isn't anything there. There's an old disused banana plantation. Yeah,
0: there are gaps as you drive up that river.
1: There's nothing there. And it's a fabulous little coastline because it's looking straight across at Lago Gomera. It's, it's a very sheltered. It's a beautiful, and you see dolphins and pilot whales swimming, and you've got Playa San Juan to one side. So that coastline now, Gear de is going to start with the Obama. It's going to have Los Mensais development of two hotels, apartments, shops, what have you. Playa San Juan, then the Fonsalier, which is now not going to have the megaport. The port,
0: yeah, yeah, which is great. And then, you the Alcala,
1: and then once you get to the end of Alcalá, you've got, as you say, the, the Hotel Palacio de Zora, The Melia Palacio de
0: Azora. This
1: is going to be Tenerife's Costa de Lujo. Excellent. The luxury coast. It really is. And from my perspective, as people will very well know, I'm, I'm not... Um, not only anti I'm wholly opposed now to mass tourism but this is a touristic development that will in its own way be very productive because we do need tourism here it just has to be sustainable it just can't be mass tourism and this will provide tourism provide work but also restrict what the local government itself says you know is the sort of cheap end that they they can't sustain anymore it it's not no, that they don't no. want to look down on. they just can't sustain it so this ticks a lot of boxes and well, it that will sounds gear wonderful to it, it does sound very marvellous yeah. to gear and
0: yeah. i mean it is it's that kind of like like with the development in of Ache, and in a sense with the hard rock you know what what yes. has done, this was an old disused hotel which was being used by uh, it was kind of by homeless people, and obviously they do need to be looked after elsewhere. But it was an it was an eyesore. It didn't do anything for the economy of the village. So rather than taking somewhere and building out of scratch, they have reformed an old disused building, and it, you know, and turned it into what looks very much like it's going to be a five star. And this is a relax and chill out hotel. If you look at the website, so this is going to be create a zone in Cayo Salvaje for for people to come and relax totally. And it's not all inclusive, which is very interesting. And um, from what this I can modern. see. Yeah, modern. so it means that it will enhance the spending within the community in general, which is great. So, you know, and that that is opening its doors next week. Apparently they're taking bookings for the, you know, from the middle of November onwards and the official opening will modern. be sometimes in December. Yeah, it's what I like to see that you take an existing structure and, you reform it from the bottom up, but but you're, exactly. you're so you're enhancing what's there rather than just leaving a stump and trying to build something new somewhere else. So, you know, That's people are very excited about that in the village and beyond, I think, and those kind of developments, I think, are very good for tourism. Um, let me jump because you mentioned whales and dolphins and that kind of leaps nicely to another post you have on your website, which I was very interested in, which is to do with Expedia, I think, Janet? It is indeed. It
1: It is a controversial subject, yes, inevitably, um, because it, we're talking about Laurel Park, aren't we, with, with regard to Tenerife. The,
0: the basic story is... Not there. just. There's a few parts that, that have... That's true. That's,
1: that, that's true. And we are talking about a notice issued by the Expedia Travel Group, which is a global travel group. Um, that they issued in the last few days that said that they would continue to offer bookings online to venues and exhibitions that offer animal interaction, or not interaction, animals to be viewed because they felt that that could help educate people and perform a conservation service. But they were going to prohibit from now any bookings for anything that involves animal performances or interaction of the public with cetaceans not animals cetaceans which are These whales are and dolphins whales and dolphins and so we are talking about dolphins pilot whales and orcas okay and i have as i said in my post on my website i love Laura park i love the fundacion it is an it's a global environmental and conservation Powerhouse. They save not just lives, but species mm. of birds. And yet, over the years, the friction between reporting positively on what they've been doing for the environment and for birds, with what they've been doing in their installation with regard to dolphins and particularly orcas, mm. um, has been significant. And I've just had to ignore the fact that they've got the tanks and there are activists banging on the wall saying, empty the tanks. Because you can't just throw the baby out with the bathwater, as it were. Mm-hmm. This foundation does a hell of a lot of good. But they are not, nobody is any longer going to be able to book, at least through Expedia, to go to Laurel Park to see dolphin shows or orca shows, but, nor any
0: other venue that offers such things here. But whale and Dolphin, boast trips, yes, because that's seeing them in their natural environment. Would that be correct?
1: Yes. They are not being asked to perform when you're on a whale watching boat mm-hmm. and they are not there is no way of interacting with them mm. and often these boats I think they find that the animals the cetaceans go and see the people because they're curious
0: creatures anyway yeah. um, but they don't offer of you course, a swimming opportunity to get in the water
1: absolutely not and of course the government here the I'm the Builder, gives um, accreditation to the uh, whale watching excursions that are environmentally um positive
0: sustainable so, i suppose uh, back to that you word can, aren't
1: you it. can find one that's a certified one and it's got a little symbol on it i, I think it's a blue shield isn't it i think um, so. i'm not
0: sure
1: yeah but oh. you, you can it's... still do that but you can't go and watch an orca show or at least a dolphin performance if you want to book through expedia so okay. what i said really in my website was that this seems to be a major step forward because many people do book these things through Expedia if other if other venue or venue booking agents or excursion shops and there are tons of them if they followed that lead they really would have such an impact Mm. on the places offering these performances It, it would help get so I mean I would just call on any excursion shops here just stop Stop doing it and let this generation. I don't know what the answers are. There are people out there who do have answers and I do not. But I don't know that emptying the tanks is the right thing to do. But this generation should be the last of the cetaceans in captivity in Tenerife. As well, far as I'm concerned,
0: let, it, let us leave it there. And if anybody wants to get in touch with us about that, we'd be happy to hear from them and, and air their views and um, absolutely we've both been jabbed have we and we're talking flu jabs and it's something I would encourage people to do I'm because I'm now 60 I get priority treatment <laughs> so I went and had a flu bad, jab on there are advantages. on Friday do you know what the other one is and this will here's me doing a bit of a plug the the Grand Sewer Cinema has reopened under new uh-huh. management it's called X Sewer now and that doesn't mean it promotes porno films but I popped onto the website the other day and um, over 60s get a discount to Good. go to the cinema. So Exploded. I was thinking, yay, I could go and see James James Bond and other things in the original version and I'm paying a little bit less. So there are some pluses to being There's a mature sure, lady. Yeah. But one of the other ones is that the, the public campaign to get your flu jab has now started. I had mine on Friday in the magma the waiting time was zero, uh, and the after effects were extremely minor if I felt them at all. I think I was a little bit fuzzy headed later that evening, um, but that could be because I had to go to an evening meeting, which, was, <laughs> which wasn't which was the most exciting in the world, or it could be that I was feeling a bit poorly. But uh, I would encourage people to just, you know, if, they, if they've had flu jabs in the past, but they think they don't need them because they've had a COVID vaccine, they're actually saying, no, do go and have your flu jab as well. Yeah. And in fact, if you're over 70, they might well agree to give you both together. And you just need it's to funny. ring the number. Yeah. It's 922470012 or 012.
1: Yeah, or just ring 012, as you say. We, we In our particular case, we had... Um, they, the campaign is have the flu jab to pro- help it protect, because there is another way of covid coming we can see it quite oh, yeah. happening already it started so they are encouraging people to pr- to protect the pressure on the canarian health service obviously in our particular case my husband is over 70 and so we booked our flu jabs knowing that he was also entitled to a covid booster, booster because they're doing the over 70 and they're doing it as part of the same come for your flu jab get the covid booster um, but the, as we said, I think in the last podcast, there have to, you have to be over 70 and yeah. you have to have had your original jobs and it must be six months since the second. Yes. And in my husband's case, it's not six months until I think it's next week. So we now have an appointment next week okay, for our Chris. food. Because they they rang to cancel our appointments and say, look. We need to give you this at the same time so why don't we do it then because See? that would be six months very since. efficient
0: this is, co- this is a coordinated system that really has it together do we yes. know will will the third jab campaign be a filter down one i mean or are they at the moment only planning to vaccinate or you know with a third vaccine those who are over 70 and or fall into a vulnerable category
1: at the moment the only confirmation is the over 70s but they are considering offering it depending on take-up and supplies i think but they're considering already offering it to the over 65s and they are not ruling out then offering
0: it to the over 60s okay see there's another plus younger, other plus you those were vaccine fans <laughs> well i mean listen i um The the teen, as many people know, is studying in the UK at the moment and she's fully vaccinated. She got COVID, ba boom. Um, And she was very annoyed. She wasn't ill. She had what seemed felt like to her like a cold for about three days and reduced uh, senses of taste and smell. But apart from anything else, she was just really annoyed that she had to miss her college classes for a week. Um, And I was just relieved that she was vaccinated, which meant that she wasn't going to, I never at any point thought she'd get ill because I believe no. that her vaccination, you know, s- protected her from that, but it doesn't protect her from being infected and from therefore being infectious. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it, the vaccine makes a huge difference. I'm not, I haven't got the stats about how many people are hospitalized in ICU units who haven't been vaccinated versus those who have been, but you, I mean, we know it's about 90 versus 10% or 85 versus 15%. So it really does make a difference guys. And like you say, like figures here have gone from what was about 40 a day average of new infections up into, we're now into 95, 100 a day. Now there haven't really been too many deaths, but it's, it's rising again, as is, I mean, I'm not going to say it's because of tourists. We're coming into winter. Winter actually does happen here as well. There are more visitors here and people have let their guard down. So, you know. But there has also been
1: a wave a new wave coming across Europe. We've been tracking yeah. it for the last yeah. few weeks. Yeah, you know, the, first there. of all, it was Russia, then it was Poland, then Hungary, then Germany started record cases today in Germany. Germany. that's right. And France is now going up. You can see the wave has already gone past Germany yeah. now into France and Spain. And of course, people are travelling about, and that that helps spread it. But yeah. caution is still needed. And as I've been saying for the last two years, I think. It will always be
0: needed now. I think this is. I mean, this is something that just exists. And if you look at the figures now compared to a year and a half ago, you know, we would have been in complete lockdown with the figures that we have today. Um, And we're not now because most people have been vaccinated. And there's a different attitude towards this because people just take precautions as part of their daily routine. Certainly in Spain, they do. Um, And those that
1: don't, don't get near me. I mean, I just avoid them like the plague now. Mm. Mm. it
0: was funny i was in i was in iceland the other day and a family called called into the shop i am saying tourists because they looked like they didn't live here in terms of they were very pale and they were kind of checking whether they were in 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 an english language store or not and the the very lovely shop assistant said to them kindly have you got your mask please and the woman looked at her and looked at her twice and said yeah i'll go and get it and let's shop Um, So not used to wearing the mask. Um, And it is something that did worry me when I was in the UK. But I'm glad that Spain does have certain rules. And they're just very, because so many people just abide by them without thinking, you put your mask on when you go into a shop or get on a bus or go into what is an interior space. I mean, when I leave my office now, which has a door and four walls and I'm on my own, but the minute I leave it to go to the loo in the building I work in, My mask goes on, and it's just the way it
1: is. And we have a pair of masks hanging by a little strand over the gear stick in the car. So we go out, we get out of the car, mask. One word word of warning about that, by the way, if you keep your mask in your car like we do, so that when we arrive wherever we might be going, we can just take them off the gear stick and, and put them on our face. People have sometimes hung them from their... Um, rear view mirrors yeah and the police the police will find people who do
0: that they say why they don't are they want doing the, that because it's restricting the view or because they're saying they, it's think they
1: claim they claim it's it's restricting the view and worse a distraction okay so that when you look in the rear view mirror you see this thing dangling below you it's a distraction and it can be a safety issue okay and just they beware say, do people do not hang them do not hang them from your rear view mirror just i come over the gears, Which is what I
0: do, actually. I always have a spare in the car in case. Yeah. Um, exactly. So that's all. I mean, we're not trying to be goody-two-shoes here at all, Janet. I'm not, certainly. Um, and I've, I've, not. <laughs> I'll I, hold my hand up. I have left the house and gone, oh, damn, I've got to go back. I forgot my mask.
1: You know. Yeah, we, all we all do.
0: It, yeah. You know. Of course. But I think just a generally more what's the word i'm trying to think of i mean if we generally take a little bit more care and we it's become ingrained now i think in most of us um that we just, civic, you, behavior, isn't it? yeah. just civic
1: behavior yeah it's just civic behavior it's just not being a, it's just not being coarse and brutish yeah and i noticed having a bit of concern things.
0: for one's own you know and other people even the other day i was in a, a, a supermarket little in fact uh, who have got very good, they still have the markings on the floors and 95% of people don't crowd you when you're waiting to pay for your no, goods. No. They respect the distance and I was standing and it was my turn next I think and somebody, a couple came behind me and they were right up to me and I kind of turned around and looked at them and the guy saw me and he suddenly realised, it was like uh-oh, we're not in England anymore or, in, or wherever they can just bang up line one after another and he stepped back and the Good. people in the till will quite often say to him as well you need to move back get back just yeah i mean I and mean, i don't want to be the narc who's always saying would you leave me a bit of space please but you kind of you just say respect my space um, i used to be
1: like that Cleo. i used to be like that Now i really don't give a damn just mm-hmm. get the hell away from me is what i'm, I'm just not taking prisoners anymore I'm going, to get you. I'm going to get you a t shirt with that on. There for are too many selfish <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to get you a t shirt with stay the hell away from me, Rick, on the
1: back. <laughs> I am done. I am done with selfish brutes. I really am. And to me, if you are in the middle of a, a pandemic that alters the architecture of people's lungs, if you haven't got the civic behavior to stay and keep a sensible distance and wear a mask, then and have an injection, then I'm afraid I have no time for you and consider you a selfish brute. So I have no qualms in saying, just go away, bugger off (laughs) one.
0: Oh, God, love the chickens. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, on that cheery note, Janet, I think we should leave it today. <laughs> Your T-shirt's in the post. <laughs> Indeed. And we will talk very soon. I mean, we, we're coming up to, we're on 8th of November today, isn't it? It is it its the 8th of November. It is, it is, it is. It is, so, we are um, six, seven weeks through Christmas. Exactly. So we will, will plough on through November. We will see where we get to in December. Uh, yeah. And I mean, we'll be bringing it, let's start having a look at Christmas bookings and things like that. But there does seem to be a feel around the place that certainly from a touristic point of view, it's going to be a very good two months. And I hope so for tourists, for the industry. And just let me say as well, I mean, I think a lot of tourists come here and they forget because they're on holidays. They forget maybe for a minute that they do need to keep abiding by the restrictions. And certainly anybody, most people I have met or seen. The minute they realise that there are still restrictions in place here, they will grab their mask or they will step back. And there's very few that are being bullish about it. Certainly I haven't come across. And maybe that's it. Maybe if anyone's listening and if they're coming here on holidays, kind of just a gentle reminder that it's wonderful to see you. You're very welcome back to Tenerife. But do remember that there are still some restrictions in place.
1: I would like to end with one little bird on my website. Go and have a look. There's a blue chaffinch. I thought we didn't have any bluebirds here because the bluebird is a very American bird. Okay. Now, and in the UK, blue tits are sky blue. I mean, they really are very blue. Here, we had what I considered to be great tits, but they were tiny, so they couldn't be. But they couldn't be cold tits either. And it was only when the non brother of my husband came and said, well, they're actually African blue tits, but they look more greeny. So I I was convinced that there were no actual blue birds here. And someone from Rill in North Wales called Alex Jones came over and found one. And apparently there's a tiny little um, population of blue chaffinches. Only the males are blue, the females are brown, but this little bird is so blue. If you wanna see a blue bird in the canaries, that isn't a canary, have a look on my website. It's on the front page, a beautiful little blue bird.
0: I did, did, and I will encourage everyone else to do the same. <laughs> nice one. Nice way to end. Jana, thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, and Andrew. we'll catch up again very soon. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Bye.